0: It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at Sleepy J underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, golf expert, Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. You guys could always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. Another Tuesday, another golf podcast. This week, we head to Pacific Palisades in California for the Genesis Invitational. Last year's winner of this event was Joaquin Neiman. Neiman no longer on the PGA Tour, so we don't have to worry about talking about his odds, but the favorite for this one is going to be John Rahm at 7-1. to one. If you guys know how we do this? Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll cover first-round leaders, make a cut, head-to-heads, top 40s through top fives. And, of course, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll give out our winners. Uncle Dave, not a bad week for us last week. And now makes two weeks in a row. Uncle Dave went ahead, gave out the winner two weeks ago with Homa. And I went ahead and I gave out the winner last week with Scotty Scheffler. All in all, uh, we'll chalk it up as, you know, anywhere from five to ten units. We'll just say we're up 20, 25 units on the year. Uh, so we'll just call it – we'll call it at that. Uh, Uncle Dave, not sure if you heard, but Tiger Woods is in the field for this event. But I do have to ask there, Uncle Dave, about the Phoenix Open. I'm sure you watched that one. Did you enjoy that?
1: Yeah, I did. I mean, it was kind of like the Super Bowl. It was a good game, and I really didn't care who won. Um You know, I I had a bunch of guys that I took that did well, just not well enough. Um, But, you know, that's always a fun tournament to watch. I mean, we could probably watch hole 16 all day long, and then I would be happy.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing that really pissed me off about that one, Uncle Dave, is I didn't get the hole-in-one. I was watching. I was like, somebody's going to hit one of these. No luck. So, had that prop play. That one didn't go down. But we got some first-round leaders there, Uncle Dave, and I know you were close last week to a monster ticket. Didn't get it close, but – Let's get into some first round leaders. Uh, let me go first there, Uncle Dave. I'm gonna go Wyndham Clark 70 to1. He's been golfing really well. Finished T10 last week. Uh, I'm not sure anybody saw that coming, but we know that he likes to go ahead and start out fast in the first round. And you know if where his game's at right now, you know if he can go ahead and get out to a fast start, I think he can actually make some noise. So two good finishes here and three trips, T17, T8, and the lone tournament that he did not place was actually last year. Uh, he got thrown out of the tournament in the first round. He was DQ'd for going ahead and signing the wrong scorecard. So I might, maybe maybe Wyndham Clark has a little bit of an axe to grind. So Clark at 70-1, to one, hell yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll do that. And then the other one, I like this one quite a bit. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Victor Hovland at 45-1. to one. Uh, I don't think people realize, you know, the reason why he's always around at the end is because he's actually very, very good in the beginning. Hovland's first-round scoring average, Currently second right now in the PGA. He's been great here at the Riviera T five, T four. And I think after last week, kind of having a mediocre T forty two finish in Phoenix. I think he's gonna go pretty hard to go ahead and start this one. So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna play Victor Hovland there, Uncle Dave, forty five to one. Wyndham Clark seventy to one. Those are my first round leaders. Who you got?
1: Yeah, well I'm gonna go back to the well here and I'm gonna take Brian Harmon. I mean, I mean at, at, I believe it's seventy to one, I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up, but you know, why is, is is not really I mean in part because I love Brian Harmon. He always does what well, always usually does well in the first round. But this course favors left handed golfers. I mean, just look back not too far and Baba Watts, they won it like three out of four or three out of five years. So with that said, I would definitely um, go ahead and bet Harmon again. Um and a lot of the chalky guys this week they do have good first round scoring averages, but You know the guy who's 11th in first round scoring, uh, that was third before last week, is your boy J.J. Spawn at 130 to one. So we have to do that, and probably my best first round leader for for everyone does know is Max. I mean at 35 to one and the seventh favorite at that price. You know have to figure this. If if they play this tournament 35 times, don't you think Max is a first round leader at least once? Probably more than once. I mean I do. Um, He was T-10, I think, last year here or the year before. Um, And I'm also going to bet him even money to finish top 20. I mean, there's no reason to think that one doesn't cash, given his history at this course. And I was going to add Wyndham Clark, but I knew he would.
0: All right, pretty convincing there. Uncle David went ahead and I checked on your Brian Harmon, actually 80-1 to at DraftKings. I actually like the home one, too. I looked at that one, and uh, I figured, you know what? Sometimes we pick our guys, and when our guys cash in for us, um, we we kind of have to claim them as our own. So I'm not actually surprised that you went ahead and you backed home of there. So I kind of like our first round leaders there, Uncle Dave. I think I think this week we're, g- we're going to get one. I, I really do because we were damn close last week. Uh, with that said, let's go ahead. Let's jump into some make and miss the cuts. I did well on that one last week. Went ahead, faded. Uh, Hoagie got plus 190 on that. I was happy about that. Here's what I'm going to do, Uncle Dave. And this probably won't be a wise guy favorite. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Tiger Woods to go ahead and make the cut at plus 156. And this is on Fandle right now. Now this is kind of a price based wager. Uh, I believe Uncle Dave and I, you know, that we're actually ahead of the market when it comes to these golf wagers. You know, we prepare early, we get these podcasts out to you guys as quick as we can, usually on Tuesday. And oftentimes we see numbers go up and down, you know, by by a pretty decent amount. And we know the public, they're going to bet Tiger. They're gonna bet him to win, they're gonna bet him to make the cut, they're gonna bet him to place. So the odds are only going to get worse as this gets closer to Tiger teeing off. I think this number goes uh, maybe Woods to make the cut plus 110. That, that's kind of where I'm at. But I'm confident that I'm going to go ahead and I'm getting one of the best prices available. And the public, they're going to be betting him at a far worse number. That's not what we're trying to do here. That's the name of the game. We hear this all the time. Pros, they bet numbers, not teams. That's the case here. We're We're, we're not betting on Tiger. We're betting the best number. Uh, in reality, I think this number could actually start out being taxed just to begin with, you know, because it is Tiger. So uh, my recommendation bet this now. Now, if you guys have been watching anything with Tiger, he's been golfing, you know, with this kid, Charlie. And I think that that's actually rejuvenated Tiger. You know, once again, the fact that he's golfing here tells us that I think that he's he's probably in a much different place than he's been in years past. I did a few charity golf events with this kid and things like that. But this is going to be his first appearance of the year. Um, and, 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 this course, you know, one that he knows rather well, obviously we know, you know, what happened with him the last time he was here. I think he actually tries to test himself. And if he's going to go ahead and he's going to play in these majors and, and actually be competitive, then he has to have other rounds, competitive rounds, uh, under his belt because he's other, end up getting laughed off the courses when it comes to the majors. So, uh, I think he tries to go out there and play with the world's best golfers this week and tries to really go out there and say, you know, I'm not washed up, you know, by any means. And I think that, that he, he he gives it a big go this week. So I'll go ahead. I'll play Tiger Woods at plus 156 to go ahead and make the cut. And that'll actually be my only bet there with Tiger Woods. Not sure if you have any make and miss the cuts there, Uncle Dave. But I'm pretty hot. I think I hit like three of those in a row. So not sure what you've got there, make and miss the cut there, Uncle Dave. But that's what I'm going with.
1: Well, if you listen to mine this last couple of weeks, you had Justin Rose who won and Jason Day last week who 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 could have. Uh, so, you know, bet this guy to win or at least do well. And I, I honestly am quite glad you did that because I couldn't find a legit bet here. But my favorite, if I have to, Tiger Woods minus 210 to miss the cut. And you just talked about numbers. You know, what would be the price uh, if the history of golfer A or take Tiger Woods name off of the, uh, the rotation number there uh, be to miss the cut? It would be. A hell of a lot different i mean it'd probably be more like you know it'd probably be like plus something if it wasn't tiger woods based on to, to make the cut. I mean, it's just crazy that he's minus 210 to miss the cut i mean he hasn't played in an event this year so you and i will go head to head on that and i would have probably rooted against him anyway but now i have more reason to do that i think you just i think you just took him because you know they'll show every single shot of his.
0: You know, and I think that that's one reason why I did there, Uncle Dave, is I get the entertainment value. But, you know, with your pick there, Uncle Dave, th- and this is kind of a weird thing with a guy like Tiger, like he takes so much money. When I was on FanDuel before, the only player listed for making Mr. Cut was Tiger Woods. It's actually quite possible, Uncle Dave, that the price gets worse on both sides of this the closer the Tiger gets to T and off. You might be playing, you know, minus 260 from the Mr. Cut, and you might only get plus 110, so... That that's not out of the question. Like Tiger Woods holds a lot of, you know, he he holds a lot of cards when it comes to the betters, you know, going ahead putting money on him and the books. They, they just, you know, they get inundated. So it wouldn't surprise me, Uncle Dave, that, were, that if your number actually got worse, even though the odds, you know, say that that shouldn't happen, that would not surprise me. So those will be our Make making Mister Cuts interesting conversation there. So that involves a little Tiger Woods head to heads uh, last week. Uncle Dave did did well. Hit two of them, gave out two of them, so I was happy about that. I think I'm going to go 2 there this week there, Uncle Dave. I'm going to go and I'm going to play Jordan Spade uh, plus 115 over Colin Morikawa. Going back to Morikawa last week, um, I guess I could say I have a little bit of concerns. You know, you kind of have to take with what he did last week and then match up his stats versus, you know, pretty much any tournament over the last year. And you could arguably say that that was by far his worst outing. Now the stats guys will know that, and I think he will as well. Does he push too much here? Uh, Does he try to go ahead and tweak his game maybe a little bit too much? Uh, I think that those are questions that we do have to ask ourselves. Spieth, I don't think he's going to have much of a problem at all. I don't think he's looking to change anything. His swing, which he's actually talked about and he's worked on quite a bit, actually looks great right now. And he looked great last week. I mean, he was 11 under at Phoenix, finished T6, while Morikawa was tied for 86th. I know both of these guys – you know, have been, you know, they've had their highs and had their lows. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take speed right now as the better golfer over Morikawa, and I could get that at plus 115. The other one I'm going to go ahead and play here, I'm probably going to be dodging bullets with this one. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Rory over Rom at plus 105. Rom's a beast, and, and we all know that, but so is Rory. Rom has finished inside the top 10 in 11 of his last 12 tournaments. And I feel like Rom. Was really fighting to go ahead and win there at Phoenix. And he was, you know, he was chasing a great player in Scheffler. At some point, you have to wonder, will he come down at least for one week? Now, Rory, very much similar like Rom, has been inside the top 10 in eight of his last nine. Rory has had great finishes here at this venue. And just like I said last week about Scheffler kind of making a case that he's the best guy, he's the number one guy that is not Rom. I think Rory kind of goes out there and makes that case this week as well, that uh, it's not just Scheffler. It's not just Rom. Like, I'm in this too. So I could see a big week for Rory. And the way that he's been playing, um, it's, it's just hard for me to, to, to not even consider him, you know, winning this tournament. So uh, I actually think Rom comes down quite a bit this week. I actually have him projected outside the top 15, and that would be, you know, first time in a long time. But I like Rory over Rom at plus 105 and the other one that they gave you guys, Jordan Spath 115 over Colin Morikawa. So looking to go ahead and repeat with back-to-back, head-to-heads winning each week. So there's what I got there, Uncle Dave. What do you got?
1: Um, I like your logic there on the Rory thing. That makes a lot of sense. So um, I I don't have any of those, fortunately. Uh, Taylor Moore, uh, even money over Ricky Fowler. And I love Ricky. He was good to me last week. So. Do not hear what I am not saying. Uh, but his stock is high. I mean, face it, it hasn't been this high in probably five years, maybe more. Uh, but the very fact that he's only minus 120 to a virtual unknown it is enough of a trigger for me. And, you know, all Moore's done since the calendar turned 2023 is have three top 15s and three events. So, why wouldn't I bet him also plus 360 to finish top 20? So, there's my Taylor Moore. Uh, Max, EV over Scotty Flesher, uh, Scotty Scheffler. Um, you know, a lot of the same reasonings that uh, you kind of like Rory. I mean, it's not as big a rivalry because, you know, Max probably doesn't really care. But, you know, if I look at this, and there was anyone other than Scheffler, I think Max would probably be the favorite. You know, I, I know what Scheffler is capable of, but not to minus 140 if someone is hot and capable of Max. And, you know, you look at Scheffler off of last week, you know, He's I, I know what he did last year winning all those in a row, but you know, I, I don't know that he can do that again. So it took Max over Scotty. It doesn't cost me any money to do it.
0: I don't mind the Max play their Uncle Dave. I think right now, you know, we could probably circle five guys right now that are playing all at a very similar level. And I think that, you know, right now they're kinda of alternating, you know, who who's winning, who's losing, things like that. And these guys are all going head to head against each other and the Scotty pick, I don't mind that because I feel like he kind of proved his point last week, right? I mean, Rom was at, at like historical level favorite odds, you know, for weeks in a row there. I mean, some of them were just crazy, but I think, like I said, like I think he just wants to remind everybody, like you know, don't don't get too cocky. So it wouldn't surprise me if Homa went ahead and took down Scheffler, and, and you know, coming off of a win, I think Scheffler is obviously due for maybe a little bit of a of a regression. Uh, so, with that out of the way there let's get into some top forties through top fives, Uncle Dave, I'm going back to my bread and butter, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna play guys inside you know the top forty top thirty last week. I tried to go ahead and do things I normally don't do and play guys in the top twenty and top ten, and you know last week's re- results were just i mean they weren't there and and I tried to get cute and I even said it on the pot I'm like, I'm gonna do something that I normally don't do, so screw that, I'm not doing that i'm not I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna play a couple guys here. Uh, to land inside the top 40. Uh, Justin Rose, plus 105. Is Rose making a comeback? I certainly think so. He has plenty of course experience here at the Riviera. Five of his last seven trips have uh, actually landed him inside the top 40. Rose has been doing really well with his putting, his distance, and his accuracy. I think that's enough to go ahead and carry him inside the top 40 uh, in my eye. So I'll go ahead. I'll play Justin Rose, top 40, plus 105. And the other one here there, Uncle Dave, I'm going to eat a little bit of chalk with this one. I was kind of on the fence. Justin Thomas, top 30, minus 170. Obviously, I don't like the chalk, but Thomas has finished inside the top 30 in his last six events. And at the Genesis, he's had some strong finishes, T2, 6th, ninth. And I think he's live for a big event, and I think he actually can win this one. So top 30 for me with that one, lay a little bit of chalk, but... I think it's 100% warranted. So those are my top 40s two top 5s in Uncle Dave. Top 40, Justin Rose, plus 105. Top 30, Justin Thomas, minus 170. That's what I got. What do you got?
1: Uh, I got advice as usual, Um, and this is kind of my bread and butter. That was the best thing to me last week. Hayden Buckley, uh, he's 201 to win. And as I said last week, I was on him, and he didn't do badly at all, but his tee to green game is superior to most, Uh, and he finished just one shot off at 20. And this week, he's 130 to one to win. Uh, so, you know, I can bet him plus 175 just to make the top 40. I'm going to do that. Uh, as long as he puts half-decent down cash. Adam Hadwin, you know, I thought about using him to finish higher. You know, we bet him last week to win, and though he didn't win, he, he played well, and he's been playing well. and He's probably one of those guys like Max that's just kind of been there week after week. Um, and yesterday – uh, speaking of your Tiger Rod Sleepy, he was the same price as Tiger to finish top 20. Uh, and that's changed overnight. I mean, Woods is, has is now gone to plus uh, 500 top 20. Uh, so Iowa had when top 20 at plus 330. I think that's ridiculous. Um, Thomas Detry, and here's a guy the casual fan might not be familiar with. Uh, he played a lot of the DP tour sparingly on the PGA tour of this season, where he's made all eight cuts he uh, has had four top twenty fives or better four. that's half of them. so why wouldn't I bet in plus one sixty five just to make the top forty? Well, I wouldn't. Uh, cam Young, I wanted to use him somewhere um, top twenty plus one forty, mainly his history at this course I mean a t two last year uh, combine that with the upsides of his talents. you know he's played five tournaments this year. he's made all five cuts. but now this is his first one that's back to back and and you could kind of see. Uh, his scores correlate to how much time off he had, maybe too much, uh, almost playing too sparingly. So, you know, I, I think people are going to start to overlook him incorrectly. And Kurt Kiyama, top 40, plus 140. You no, know, I, dude, I just like the guy. he got to get rewarded for the for going live last week. He, he also finished, like, 29th and 23rd in the last two weeks. And, and one more, Jonathan Vegas, plus 375, top 20. You know, he, he had five months off. Uh, and has had two, 25, two top 25s in three weeks. Uh, I like his experience in general and overall at this particular course.
0: All right. I like the Jonathan Vegas one myself there, Uncle Dave. I almost added that to the card, but I kind of kept with the theme. I'm going with the bigger name guys for this this particular tournament, and I didn't want to go and, and look at, like, a lot of those mid-range guys. So he was definitely a guy I was looking at, and I went and I was looking through his stats, and I saw what he did last week, and he was up at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, you know, they go ahead and start that one out. So I was like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to – I don't want to get get cute this week. I, w- I want to go ahead and, and win. So uh, I'll leave that stuff up to you. Uncle Dave, I have a different prop here. I'm going to go and I'm going to play a top Australian. I don't know how you don't take Jason Day. I mean, this is a, a four-man field right now with Day, Lucas Herbert, Cam Davis, and Adam Scott when you're talking Aussies. And in my opinion, it's it's only between Scott and Day. But Day has been on fire going all the way back to October – He's been inside the top 25 in seven of his last eight tournaments. This is arguably you know, some of the best golf that we've seen from him in in a very long time. Something is right right now with Jason Day. I don't know what it is. Cam Davis, no way. He's been falling fast. He has not been good here. Herbert has zero experience at this course. Now, Scott's been solid. Um, he's, he's been solid as of late, but I don't think not like Day. And Scott's also been pretty good at this course as well. But Jason Day is just... In my opinion, he's in some kind of a different zone right now. And at plus 165, you could either get Scott at 165, you can get Day at 165. At plus 165 uh, at that price, I have to go ahead and and I have to do that. And remember last year, you know, on the podcast where I, you know, Uncle Dave and I were talking about Jason Day and, you know, some of the weird issues. And and like, you know, when was he going to when was he going to take off? You know, he, he he had a kid as well and stuff like that. And I don't know if he got married, but he had a kid. And, you know, we just brought this up with Fowler. You know, he, he got married and had a kid. And look what he's doing. He's kind of coming out of his slump, Uncle Dave. Jason Day's coming out of his slump. So maybe this is two guys that, you know, had just, you know, normal, regular life shit going on. And finally they, they worked past it. They got settled. And now it's time for these guys to go because they've both been, been playing really, really well. So for me, top Australian plus 165. Uh, that's one of the other props. I'm not sure if you have any other props there, Uncle Dave, but if you don't, then you can go ahead. You can give out your winners.
1: Yeah, I I don't. I mean, I looked at that too, but, you know, there's a lot of people who I respect that think Adam Scott's going to do well this week, so I passed. Um, I I hope all the people are wrong and you are right uh, because I don't like all the people being right. Um, You know, winners, you know, this is tough. I I think uh, one of the top, 10 or so guys, I think one of them wins. I mean, you know, just look at the odds. I mean, Zalatoris and all his talent, he's 40-1 to to win. I mean, you would think you'd be all over that. Um, I probably should be because he probably will, but I'm not. um, I think the odds are going to be proven right this week. But if I'm picking one of those sort of top 10 guys, I'm taking Justin Thomas at 14-1. to You know, he's the third favorite between Rory and Rommet. And they are like plus 750 ish. So if Thomas is plus 1400, those odds would imply that Rom has twice the chance to win than Justin Thomas. I don't believe that for a second. Or, you know, or that he sucks twice as bad as Rom. I mean, that's insulting. So I would take Justin Thomas at 14 to 1. Because if you don't think the players don't know these odds, you're crazy. I think betting on the PGA Tour is probably as popular as. Uh, second only to, you know, practicing putting. Uh, those guys do a lot of it. Uh, Sam Burns, 35 to 1. It was 28 to 1, which is a little shorter than I'd have liked, but at 35 to 1, you know, I'll do it. Um, I, I hope the market's wrong making him 35 instead of 28. Um, but I had him last week and he was he was T6 and he's finished third here at longer odds. I think he's one of the best value guys in that slot. And back to one of your guys, Sleepy. Uh, Jordan Spath at 35 to 1. You know, I went looking for guys that could compete with the top heavy field for like a week. I mean, you know, it's not out of the question. And what they're saying here, again, is that the eighth favorite, who would be Colin Warkawa, is almost twice as likely as Speeds to win this week. I don't buy that. So this week was, you know, also a bit of a math problem for me, uh, more than it was total handicapping. You know, there were a couple of guys I wanted to use. I wanted to use Mick Taylor again. Um I wanted to use Kirk Kakadayama. I wanted to use Sun j m but those are just a couple guys that I, I also do like to do well if anybody's doing their own work and, and happens to, you know, need confirmation or need uh talking down the ladder with you, you can hit me up on Twitter. But that would be it for me, my friend.
0: All right, good stuff there, Uncle Dave. I'm glad to hear that uh I don't have those three, so we're not gonna have duplicate picks there. But as you were talking there, Uncle Dave I was kind of going back to like where you said like a lot of people might think that Adam Scott might actually do well it might actually be beneficial for me to go ahead and probably play him like top 10 and you can go ahead you can get that at plus 450 and here's the reason why is because Jason Day is going to be one of my winners at 40 to 1 I'm also going to go ahead I'm going to put Victor Hovland in there at 30 to 1 and I I think I have to play Rory at 9 to 1 I know the odds aren't great but right now I mean if you look at you know, all three of these guys right now, in my opinion, these three guys are kind of in a zone right now. Uh, Sure, the field's tough, but it wouldn't surprise me if either of these three guys won this tournament. I feel like with everything that I've handicapped, that either like two or three of these guys are all going to be there on the last day kind of competing, at least for like a top 10 spot. I think one of them has a really good chance to win. I'm confident in that. And I think that you no, know, out of and it, look there's a lot of tough guys in this one but I feel like I have a really good trio and I feel like I have some decent odds like Hoplin I don't think he should be 30 to 1 I don't think Day should be 40 to 1 I'm okay with Rory at 9 to 1 but if I think that Rory's going to beat Rom then I, there should be no reason why I don't have him and you know I I like the JT pick there on Dave I, I think that that's a good one too so I feel like we kind of covered the board there this week Hopefully we go ahead and cash a big ticket, that first round leader one. I know that that's coming for us, Uncle Dave. But maybe we can make it three, you know, three winning podcasts in a row where we go ahead and we pick out the winner. So hopefully we can. Not sure how much Tiger would you be watching, or Uncle Dave, will you be watching any Tiger, Uncle Dave, or no?
1: No, if he's in contention on Sunday, which I I would make a pretty sizable wager that he won't be, I would probably, he, I would at least mute the TV. Um, I would probably resort to just following on my phone. I, I can't handle
0: it. You know, I can, for me, it's one of those deals where, you know, you can wake up early in the morning at, you know, 8, 9 o'clock, and you can get instant action, you know, get your degenerate action out of the way for today, and you won't miss a shot from Tiger. Like, they'll show every single shot.
1: Hey, I, I get it, but, you know, if I bet on him and I was wrong, and I'm going to lose money on top of having to watch him,
0: <laughs> well, we'll see. So, you know, I, I, I was teasing uncle Dave. I said, uncle Dave, you're on tiger watch all week, every shot, you got to go ahead and report on a uh, report on Twitter. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and pass, pass on that. But yeah, how how pass passes
1: that, buddy.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully, you know, uncle Dave and I do well uh, this week. I think we will. I think, I think we're kind of getting in a groove now. I'm kind of glad we started a little bit early uncle Dave, because I feel like we're, we're seeing the board rather well and, and we kind of know what, what guys are doing and how they're looking. So.
1: so what you're saying is we have no excuse if we suck at the Masters because we're getting a couple months head start this year.
0: That That's right. Yeah, You know what? I wanted to ask you one question. I was actually going to tweet you this, and obviously there's probably a lot of people listening here that go to the PGA.com. I'm not sure if you saw their, their update, their Uncle Dave, and how they switched everything around. I'm not sure if you enjoy that, but I looked at it, and I was messing with it. I'm like, why did you guys screw up this page? Because it is not fun right now.
1: Yeah, I, 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 it took me a little getting used to, um, same as you. And, and even worse is I usually am I'm typing on my laptop and, and looking on my phone at different guys because I hate just switching tabs. If I got eight or 10 open, I'm always, which one was it? So I use my phone a lot, and that makes that page even worse.
0: Um, I'm not surprised.
1: You know, I'm I am mean, not surprised. I mean, I actually find it cleaner once I have done it enough times, but um, it's not, um, you know, I think change for a lot of people is hard, and it is for me too. But, you know, and I went, like, what the hell is this shit the first time? And then, you know, and then I quickly said, well, well, I didn't think the PGA is going to go backwards if I say I don't like it, so I better get used to it
0: yeah i think that that's the one thing like the change that sucks uncle davis when it when it comes to work like you and i are Mm -hmm. like robots right we have a process we know what we like we know how we like to get down and do our shit and and get our work out of the way and you go there and it's like oh no here we go it's like this for for
1: me for for me it's usually i've i've budgeted this is going to take me a half an hour mm -hmm. whatever the task might be yeah and i go to it and i see this revamped site well now it's going to take me more than a half an hour.
0: Yeah, well, here's what we'll say: that's not going to trip us up this week. We're kicking ass, new site or no old site, whatever it don't matter. So screw that shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't feel bad. I lost a few units last week, but I had a lot of guys that were, you know, playing fairly well. So you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm like throwing darts here yet. I mean, give it time. But, <laughs> you know, I you know, I felt like I you know when when things didn't go my way and I saw whose way they were going. I was like, "Yeah, I probably should have seen that," but you know, it wasn't like huge shocks or why didn't what was I thinking either. So I'm I'm okay with where
0: we're at. I'm and- okay with that too. Hopefully, at the end of the week, we'll be okay. Hopefully, everybody will be okay with where we're at. And Right now, you know, we're sitting in the we're sitting in the green. So uh, hopefully, we do well this week. Hopefully, you guys do well. Hopefully, you guys have been enjoying you know the content that w- with the podcast. Uh, hopefully, you guys you know are are getting on board with the NBA too. Uh, myself and smooth probably be doing some nba podcasts uh, if you guys haven't subscribed you know to the player prop channel uh, make sure you go ahead and do that with with chris on the betting Predators site and you could always get us there and uh, you guys could always get us at the best sports betting information site on the web pregame.com follow uncle dave and i on twitter at sleepy underscore pregame at dave underscore essler with that said i like to wish you guys all the best of luck enjoy the games